0: Hi there, it's Nick here. Thanks so much for your continued support of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. Wherever you consume your podcast, it is great to have you with us. I would alert you again to the racing app, which is your one-stop shop and the easiest place now to download the show each and every morning as soon as it's ready. Many of you are doing so already and that's not just because you can get access to all 880 episodes of this show and very easily as well but you can also watch live races you can watch all the replays and you can stream in the card with an active Fitstairs account so do download it now at the racing app it's your one-stop shop and you will be able to catch up on all the previous episodes of your favorite daily racing podcast You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by FitStairs, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Nick Luck Daily. It's Wednesday, the twenty seventh of January. Tom Stanley in for Nick, and we will spend. The most part of today's Nick Luck Daily, reflecting on the most sensational boxing day at Kempton Park. It is where Lee Mottershead, senior writer of the Racing Post, and I were based yesterday. We'll do some, some looking ahead uh, also today. But the three grade runs, in their own right, really lived up to, to expectation yesterday. And I, I saw you, Lee, in the, the press room before racing. And I think if someone had laid out before us what was going to happen, we'd have taken it, wouldn't we? What a
2: day! What a day, Tom, what a day. Yeah, to go from il est francais in the Quarto Star to Constitution Hill in the Christmas Hurdle and then that King George. Um, I um, said it in the uh, intro to my Racing Post piece that we went from the sublime to the ridiculous this afternoon, although equally, Shishkin, who in recent times has veered towards the ridiculous, was on this occasion sublime, but it wasn't enough. The way the King George panned out fortune did not favour him. It favoured Hewitt, who was the star of a very, very interesting and entertaining show.
1: Uh, while you're on Shishkin, and, and, and you, you've mentioned that, I spoke to Nicky Anderson a, cu- a couple of races later to sort of tie up Constitution Hill and, and Shishkin. And, um, and he said, you know, I've only seen it once, but we, we sort of feel that we, had he stood up, he probably would have ended up in the winner's enclosure, wouldn't he? And I, I didn't say anything, and I sort of wish I'd said, I'm not sure, because that is how I feel on that subject. I, I feel that, you know, Hewitt, Shishkin would have had to to really go beyond, I think, where he's gone before stamina-wise because of the pace they went. And I'm not convinced anything was going to finish like, like Hewitt. Did. I don't know, what do you think on that? Uh-huh.
2: It's a good debating point, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, and well, it, all, on, think, on, yeah, it, it all, I think, hangs on... Yeah, it all, I think, hangs on... Um, whether you think Shishkin's departure was in any way down to Shishkin. um, I know some take the view that um, he stumbled because he was getting tired. Um, I'm not so sure. I think he was finding plenty in front. Um, And I think, you know, the thing about Shishkin is he does finish his races. He's not a horse who folds in the closing stages. So I suspect he would have kept finding up the home straight. I think he was just unlucky. No one will really know what, he ha- what happened, whether he whether it was just a plain stumble, whether he put his foot in a divot or whatever, it happened. But I think he would have kept finding. So if you said to me, you have to give me an answer, Motta said, on would Shishkin or Huick have won that King George, I would say Shishkin.
1: Okay, and I'd probably go the other way. I don't think the stumble was due to tiredness, but I think it's 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 tough to argue that he would have seen off Alaho and Brave Man's Game, who who were at their limit. Certainly, Alaho and 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 Brave Man's Game. You know, I think his stamina frailties at beyond three miles have probably been been exposed in the past, and they went very hard in this King George. But I I feel for for Shishkin to have seen them off. And then see off a closing Hewick at the speed he was closing. I'm not convinced he would have done. We've gone down a rabbit hole already. I love it. We
2: have, we have. It's, it's a good rabbit hole. My, my my hunch is I think Shishkin would have finished further away from Alaho and Brave Man's game at the line than he was at the second last fence. Bold the, call, I know, but that's my take. The great thing is we
1: are going to see Brave Man's game, Shishkin, Hewick, the real wacker. All being well, plus the another cast of stars who we're going to see again um over the next couple of days over Christmas in the Gold Cup itself, because I think everything but Alaho has, has been by and large confirmed as as heading for a gold cup.
2: Yeah, it should be an absolute belter, shouldn't it? And even flat fans, all those who are just devoted to Flat, to the nose of the jumps, I don't want to hear talk of oh the Lincolns only so many weeks away because this is a proper gold cup top,
1: Yes, that pops up. Even before Twitter. the
2: Savage Chase. That, that popped up on my timeline today and and it, it pissed me
1: off yeah i thought why are we yeah. this this there's, there's there's clever there's funny but that's neither this was a really good days jump racing park yep. the lincoln until march um just what about hewick what about shark as well because um not often seen someone spraying champagne or at least attempting to spray verve clico a- across the the watching photographers and press but i'm pleased he did
2: yeah yeah I'm pleased I was far enough back as well not to not to get involved in that um yeah a, a fantastic training performance um but from a horse who just keeps giving and is there any trainer's uh, dream horse I guess Tom um he's become a bit of a of a of a jump racing cult hero Chuck was making the comparison to Danoli who was very much a horse. Of that mould in the in the mid nineteen nineties, um, from a trainer a trainer even smaller in in state, if you like than than Shark, is because Shark's not a a small time trainer by by any means. But Huey, he was very clear to say, is his one very good horse, uh, and my goodness, a horse who in, in many ways fits the the, the mould of a a proper old fashioned. Uh, top class chaser in that he has run in plenty of handicaps he still runs in in handicaps you won't be at all surprised if he turns up in more in the future um, and he keeps finding he is wonderfully likeable um, although I think if you backed him you would not have thought he was going to win that King George until very late in the race he wasn't ever really going but Gavin Sheen got a right old tune out of him up the home straight and in the end as we saw he won going away
0: well,
1: it was another big Saturday win for the man that joins me now, Gavin Sheehan, um, and, and a bigger Saturday win, um, although in, I guess, sort of similar style. And I, I've watched the race back a couple of times since I got home, and I still can't quite work out how, <laughs> because um, even turning in, he had some ground to make up. He's absolutely rattled. What what was it like?
3: Um, to be honest with you, I wasn't... Uh... I don't know, I, I never felt like I was in the race. I never felt like I had much of a chance. Um, I was out the back, I was kind of struggling to, to keep my, uh, keeping contention with the rest of them. But uh, yeah, look, it, it, it was amazing because, um, you know, I, ke- I kept asking questions and I kept kind of answering and kept up there. I mean, we went a a really strong gallop, a hell of a gallop. And, uh, you know, I suppose it was stamina. Stamina came to the fourteen. Um my my lad's got bags of it, and uh, yeah, it was only it was only going to the last that I thought, "Geez, I've got a chance at this now." And then he he put it he put it to bed fairly quick at the back of the last.
1: Did did in the early part of the race, Gavin? Did did he feel outpaced at all, or, or was that not it?
3: Uh yeah, he was. He was outpaced. Right, um, okay. You know, I thought, like he he's never been as slick as the slickest of jumpers. Um, the best of jumpers is a little bit straight back, but. Um, yeah, I just—I couldn't go to gallop. I was flat out, and um, you know that uh, I thought that I'd be able to hold a nice position up there, second or third or something. I—I—I'd um, I'd, I'd imagined I was going to be third. Um, but yeah, the, I couldn't go to gallop and uh, just had to keep kind of niggling away
1: he was a really just coming back in like he was i almost didn't expect him to be such a popular winner if you know what i mean that that sort of half caught me out i know that shark's really popular and you know he's a he's he's sort of a little horse with a big heart but he I don't know people over here seem to really love him
3: yeah they do i suppose um i guess it's that kind of rags to riches kind of story and uh, he, he's got a story behind him and he's won some big races already um you know, and I suppose it's kind of you know, Shark isn't afraid to talk highly of him. Um, and yeah, I presume people people just catch catch the attention because he is a talked about horse, and uh, he, he's kind of now a people's horse in a sense. And uh, um, yeah, I got a good good old chair coming back in. Hmm.
1: Um what, What's the last sort of month or so been like for you? Because I guess this is really ever since the Coral Gold Cup this is this is. Capped off a, a really good end to the year.
3: Yeah, look, it's been it's definitely my best ever month. Um, you know, to 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 win the Coral Gold Cup, the December Gold Cup, and and now the King George. It's um, it it's a month to remember. Um, mm. it, it's been brilliant, and you know, I, I suppose a lot of my winners have come from the front, and these are three races now where I come from from to first.
1: I was about to, to take the mick and say, I always thought you were best on a front runner, but that there is something yeah, in that, isn't didn't, there? Didn't it, that, but, if you look, um, but if you look back at your, you know, the, the obvious ones are Cole and to you wear it well, just the sort of top end horses that you've ridden to success. But, um, I don't know. There's something about how it's worked. And I think, you know, people thought you and Hewitt would go so well together because he, you know, you might give him a really positive ride on the front end, but I guess it's good. You never gave up on, on this one.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, a Shark said he's going to hit a flat spot, but I didn't think that flat spot was going to be after two, two fences. Um, you know, it was kind of just one of those where he said, Look, he, he's a small horse, but he's got a big heart. And he said, um, You know, his, his stamina is going to be key to this lad. And to be fair, I just thought that I was going to jump and travel and, you know, be, 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 be able to hold a nice position and, you know, think about the race kind of going out halfway down the back in the last circuit. But. It, it, I wasn't able to do that, so I was kind of just keep asking him. You know, we're we're not out of this. We're not out of this. Kind of in my own head, that's what I was thinking. And um, then you're kind of half looking for a place, and you know, I suppose things change change a lot up the straight, didn't they?
1: Fast forward to a Gold Cup, and obviously, you know, we don't know what's going to happen ride wise and, and 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 all that. But as as the, the the most recent jockey to have ridden him, and he's obviously run in a Gold Cup before. How how would you and run very well? I mean, why why can't he he can win a gold cup right if it all drops right right, right. It's, You know, it's an extra
3: two furlongs. It's more today. Today, our biggest task task ended up. Um, you know, where where we going to have enough speed uh, to stay in the race. Um, you know, it, it, you often hear that the King George is. Um, it's not all the stairs that win the race, and the King George is, you know, you've got to stay at an extra two furlongs and stiff up, he finish, and I think it's, you know, it's going to, it's going to suit him, you know, stiff up, he'll finish.
1: Hmm. Um, well done today, a line on Super Survivor, Super Survivor tomorrow, who um, ran a, a pretty good race last time on, on reappearances. Is, is the consensus that that's put him spot on for this, and this was always his target? Yeah, this was his target
3: since I suppose he beat... Um, Mr.
1: Coffey?
3: Uh, Mr. Coffey, yeah. Mm. yeah. I suppose since, this, you know, I, I know that when I pull up that day after winning, he goes, oh, we'll come back here and he, he'll be your Welsh national ride, right? Jamie said to me. Um, you know, the uh, target's been that for a long time. He had a lovely um, lovely run back the last day with Sean Bone riding him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting a bit of rain now. There's rain, plenty of rain due. I just think he's a horse that fits the profile for, for the Welsh national.
1: I wish you all the best and really appreciate your time. Well done today.
3: Thanks very much, Tom.
1: And so to Ile Francais, I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that we had a foreign raider winning a, a grade one race in that style in jump racing, because it's a rarity and it's very, very welcomely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, five times between 1987 and 2000. Uh, François Dumas brought a star chaser from France to win the King George. We've had two French winners of what was then the Felton, the most recent was de cocher in 2002. There was that really good 10, 15 year period when, when top class French jumpers were regular sights in the best British races. And they often won thanks to François Dumas and Guillaume Macaire. That has become a much less common sight, and increasingly when the French have brought a, a good horse over, that horse has been humbled by British or Irish opposition. Well, it was Elie Francais who did the humbling on this occasion. Um, a horse who is is, is part trained by a, a guy who is very English, Noel George, um, who, of course, we, we all know well as Tom George's son, ridden by um, James Reevely, who, again, very English, but nowadays very French as uh, France's top jump jockey um, and a horse who is bred by um, French connections. One of those French connections is still the part owner of the horse. And goodness me, he would have loved what he saw uh, in the Corto start on because est Francais was magnificent. Anyone who'd seen his two chase wins at toy going into this would have known to an extent what to expect in that James was likely to have him along in front and, uh, use his stride uses his, his jumping ability um and what was really impressive was that th- this horse was taking on different sorts of fences uh, or a different sort of fence the ones it used to or toy where they jump all sorts of obstacles in a steeplechase race here he was on, on different fences stiff fences he winged them some of the strides he found uh w- w- were sensational um he went off at a good pace um, briefly leaving the back straight, it looked like he might be vulnerable as, um, as Allen and Kilbeck King uh, closed in on him but they weren't able to lay a glove on him up the home straight I spoke afterwards to, to Sam Twiston Davis who'd ridden the third Kilbeck King and he described the winner as extraordinary, I think he is extraordinary he ran to a, a racing post rating of 168 which is very high for the, that sort of race um, quite understandably we won't be seeing him. I don't think at this season's Cheltenham Festival, he is a part French-trained horse. He's a French-trained horse. His uh, breeder and part owner has always wanted to win the the French Gold Cup within the Grand Chase to Paris. That will be his aim. Quite rightly so too. Uh, in in May, we'll hope then see him back for the King George, for which he's seven to two favourite for the 2024 King George, and then maybe Cheltenham thereafter. Although James Ruby did sound when we asked him about Cheltenham subsequently, though. He thought Kempton was always going to be the ideal British track for Élé francais But that's all in the future. You know, right now we have an exceptionally impressive winner of a grade one novice chase.
1: Well, one half of the, the training operation, Noel George and uh, Amanda Zetterholm joins me now. Amanda, um, thanks so much for your, your time. Uh, it was great to see you and, and the whole team celebrating yesterday. You, you've had a bit of time to, to reflect on it. How are you feeling this morning?
4: Um, thank you very much. Um yeah, it was, um, it was just unreal, really. Waking up this morning, you just didn't realize that we won our first group one in, a, in a, only our first year of training. And mm. it's just, be, to be associated with a horse like that, it's just it's it's an inc- inc- incredible
1: as they say in front in french <laughs> uh, it it sounds much better in french as well um it was do you know it, sort of the more i've reflected on it the the more i think our everyone's feeling is that you had constitution hill there yesterday uh, 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 an out and out superstar you had hewick providing mm. us with such a mm. good finish but ultimately mm. the star performance of the day was your horse i, I think we we're, we're we're all in no doubt about that he was he was really unbelievable did did he go beyond everyone's expectation yesterday or or did you know he was capable of that
4: well we we always knew we had a we had a I mean, it's, it's difficult to say a superstar, but we think mm. we have something very special and when mm. Noel says in all the interviews that he's never been associated with a with a better horse than him. And um, so we, we we knew, but we would, you don't want to be too bullish. There was a lot of firsts for him. i have seeing his only run ever at Autry over the jumps. Mm. So it was a big relief as well, to see that he could travel, that he could that he could jump the jump the English fences, and, and that's really what we wanted to see because half of the horse is owned by by English connections with Richard and and Lissy Kelvin Hughes, and uh, that was always the target to to have a horse to to be able to race in. Across the channel as well,
1: mm. and and going forward, um Noel suggested to to me after the race that probably not Cheltenham this year because you have the the, the French Gold Cup. That that is the mm. that that's sort of the, the first big target now, is it? And then I guess back to England next year, is that right?
4: Yeah, well, we obviously have to speak with the connections and see how he comes back and everything, but. It would be it would, he's, he's been going since since the the autumn, so we'd probably want to give him a little bit of a, an easy time and prepare for the French Gold Cup. But it's nothing is set in stone yet. Mm. And then we it, it seems a, a no brainer really to go back to to Kempton next year.
1: Yeah. Um I, I think I read in an interview with with you somewhere. I know, you know, you 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 you've ridden over here before. I you you obviously love Cheltenham. Um and the place mm-hmm. would be would 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 be lit up by his presence, but I um I sort of half like the fact that that after the race yesterday, it wasn't you know what racing's like over here. It's all about the Cheltenham mm-hmm. Festival. But for you yeah. guys, it's yeah. it's not that's not the only thing. That is not the be all and end all as much as you'd love to be there.
4: No, of course. I mean, Cheltenham would be a dream come true, but you have to be realistic and do what's best for the horse and and we have a we know we have a superstar. We think we have a superstar. Mm. And so we have to take his take our time and 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 do what's best for him.
1: Okay, so so just go back a bit and and tell me about the association with, with Noel. Um obviously you're a a hugely respected figure in, in 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 French racing. He has has a great upbringing from from the UK and and what it all it all came together a, a couple of years ago, did it?
4: Yeah, well, it's, it's just, it's been a, it's the perfect, it's been this perfect scenario, really. We, we met when he was assistant trainer to Fabrice Chappé, and I was, I'd been living in France for the last nine years, working for the Aga Khan. I came over to France to work for the Aga Khan, um, and we were just uh, chatting among friends, and it was actually Tim Donworth. I know he's mentioned, Noel has mentioned this in, the, in another podcast, I think, it was Tim Donworth saying, you know, you, why don't you two set up? Because you know, obviously, Noel wanted to set up in France, but with the the everything the administrative work, and you know, it's very difficult to to set any any kind of business up in this in this country. And I wanted someone, you know, on the ground. I couldn't bring up two young children on my own, and and uh, having a couple of other projects on the side. I wanted to still have my yard and, and mm. set set it up. And so we said, why don't we go and visit this yard? in Abilly-Saint-Leonard, which is outside of Chantilly, where we are set up today. And we both just instantly fell in love with this place. Um, Any owner that comes visit us, they just can't believe the the setup we have. I mean, all thanks to France Gallo as well. We have a kind of a private training center for us that are all run by France Gallo. And... uh, yeah, we set up we got our license officially in the 1st of January 2023 mm. and it's just been a fantastic ride from there. I mean, we we also have a lot to thank to his father Tom George who's who's been a big he still is a big backbone of our operation obviously. And um you know, we have had 40 I think it was our 43rd winner yesterday this year and we we've, we've now reached 2 million mark in prize money, so it's just been unreal.
1: Well, that 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 yeah. That, I mean, yesterday helps, but that is in large part due to the the, the French prize money, right? And and how good it is. And mm, yeah, um, of course. Um, and I'm sure yeah. you know. Are, are you are you still looking to to grow? Sort of. Have do you have space for more horses, more owners, et cetera, Or or do you want to keep it uh, you know, relatively? I don't want to say small, but manageable at this stage.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's that's a very touchy subject, really, because everybody wants to grow and be. Uh, more and more and more, but I think is we at this at this stage we're building a barn, but we we're not going to be able to have more than sort of seventy odd horses, which I think it's an ideal number because you still have a you know sort of boutique training, and we have trying to have more rather quality than quantity, and uh, and we have great support of some some brilliant owners all, all over the world, you know, Americans, English, Swedish, French, and Swedes. People like François Dumain is He's actually he's also running today for us in in Canyon mer And um, yeah, of course we're all, always looking to, to to grow, to have better quality horses. We're always looking to for for new owners. That's you know we're young and we're ambitious. So you can't just you the skies are limit. I think.
1: Mm. Well, if you do find the next Delay Français and, and 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 there's a there's a share going, will you will you let me know? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll move heaven and earth to get involved <laughs>
4: That's going into Provence Racing which is a great sort of syndicate for that's started in uh, in by um, Tom Fillory and they, they've set up uh, this French-English syndicate that you can get shares in and it was actually funny because we had one of our they, a lot of new feats that doesn't know anything about racing that comes into it to sort of be introduced and it was one one of our clients said, well, actually, I'd rather buy a share in the Isle Francaise, I think. <laughs> so unfortunately, no, no shares left in him.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Join the back of the queue. Yes. Um, Provence Racing is featured on the podcast. So good luck with that. And well done again yesterday. It was, it was uh, a, a fabulous you. performance.
4: Thank you very much, Tom.
1: We also had um, the, the not so insignificant matter of Constitution Hill. But I think it tells us about the day we had that we're coming to win third.
2: Yeah, um, I suppose partly because Constitution Hill did what we would expect him to do and what we would expect a 12 to 1 on shot to do. But it's not Constitution Hill's fault that there isn't uh, another horse in training, certainly not in training in Britain, who can conceivably uh, seek to take him on if he runs to anything like his his best form he didn't need to run to anything like his best form actually to win this race today Tom, he uh, jumped again sensationally, he's as good a jumper of a hurdle as you have ever seen um, although Nicky Henson did make the point something that I thought about as well uh, is that this horse leaves himself so little margin for error the way he jumps hurdles, he's extraordinarily accurate over his jumps but that does leave him little room for error but so far thank goodness Touchwood, he hasn't come close really to to erring he won this race today by nine and a half lengths uh very very easily indeed we'll hopefully see him uh on this uh this season uh on Cheltenham festival trials day end of january uh because as part of the the changes um, to the British Jumps partner, which uh, I will hold my hand up as being part of the the group that formulated devised them. Um, the uh, the international hurdle moves from mid-December at Cheltenham to the end of January. Feels like a better fit for it. And hopefully we'll see Constitution Hill there. Maybe just maybe as well. One of the the top Irish horses might be diverted from the Irish champion hurdle to take him on if that looks like a um, a race in which maybe Willie might have multiple runners, but, but whatever. It'd be great to see Constitution Hill again at Cheltenham in January and that will still only be his second run en route to the champion hurdle this season.
1: So those three grade ones we had the, the best horse in training constitution here, a, a potential superstar French chaser running in the UK for the first time. We had last year's King George winner up against a multiple Cheltenham Festival winner and a, a horse that blew them all the way last time he tried three miles in the Punchestown Gold Cup and, and throw in one of the most popular horses in training who eventually won it. Surely they were flocking through the gates, Lee.
2: Not flocking as much as they used to flock, Tom. Um, the, the attendance uh for the 2023 King George card was 11,703 that was fractionally up on the 2021 and 2022 totals so you might think okay decent enough figure but you rewind back to pre covid and if you look at all the attendances in the years prior to covid they were considerably higher the five-year, riding five-year average, or the five-year average, average from 2015 to 2019 was 19,645. 600, 19,645. Compare that again to 11,703. And the last three years, it has settled around that 11,000 figure. Now, you can argue, perhaps that um that one factor is that they now slightly change the way race course attendances are measured but that would not be anywhere near enough to explain uh around an eight thousand drop in the the general attendance for king george day um some have said that on occasions one wonders whether those who measure race course attendances have always had batteries that function in their calculators. Um, And some numbers in the past have been pretty questionable, but it would be very hard for race courses these days to uh, lay any sort of blame at those who ran race courses in the past, sometimes the recent past to explain away low attendances. I think this is pretty worrying, Tom, um, I thought Kempton didn't, it certainly didn't feel not busy. I thought there were plenty of people there, but others I spoke to uh, felt it wasn't as busy as I had uh, sensed it to be. And the numbers don't lie. 8,000 fewer people pretty much from the last three King George's to those King George's pre-COVID. That's uh, something that the Jockey Club Kempton's owners need to look at.
1: And I guess the ITV viewing figures will be interesting um, when 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 we see those because. If they're not coming through the gates, you'd hope that with, with the, the billing on offer, there would be lots of people switching on at home. And as far as what it clashed with football-wise, that, that could help those figures with the three matches that it clashed with being Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Fulham, Sheffield, United, Luton Town. So, you know, as far as the sort of offering that Amazon had on on uh, read really the, the football... Um, perhaps that'll be reflected in in the viewing figures with ITV. I'm I'm not certain, but um, you you'd hope so, given the the quality on offer. And you know I'm I don't want in any way to put a negative spin on the day because I thought it was the most fabulous day's racing. The um, Formby Novices Hurdle at Aintree, the the, the former Tollworth, moved to a, a different spot. It was a, another Grade One for for Nicky Henderson on the day and, and James Bowen in the saddle.
2: Yeah, again, another one of these changes, Tom, that I was talking about. It went from uh, the first Saturday in January at Sandown to Aintree. Uh, One of the reasons behind that was it was just slightly better spaced out across the rest of the two-year-old novice pattern. I think there was also a feeling that although the the toll at Sandown had produced some superb winners, most notably obviously Constitution Hill, it generally was run in desperately grueling ground, which for a, a young two mile novice might not have always been ideal. Um, I think the fact that there were 10 declared runners for this particular Formby, which was uh, equaled the, the the recent record uh, for the last few decades, was encouraging. One of those came out. We saw nine runners, many more, that is, than a normal uh, Tollworth. Now it's the Formby. It produced a cracking finish too, with, with Django Bay winning one of. Two grey ones on the card for Nicky Henderson. He outf- well, not didn't outfight, but he pulled away from favour and fortune, two very game young horses in the closing stages. I'm not sure he's a supreme one Tom, You can get 25 one with some bookmakers. Um, Nicky Henderson may well have better novices this in his squad this season. He had a very weak team of novice hurdlers last season. That is not the case this season. He run, well, he's got I think, five in the in the Challow at Newbury on Saturday. So good result for Henderson, not a good result for Gordon Elliott and Sean Bowen because they had the uh, the Royal bomb winner, Farron Glory, who was cruising approaching the, the second last when taking a crashing four. He might well have won uh, that race, not to be for him at Aintree today, but it was a good day for Gordon Elliott elsewhere.
1: Yes, it was, uh, Leopardstown, taking the two feature races there, and that included the the lowering of the colours of Fat Salvega, who fundamentally was hugely disappointing in the the grade one at Leopardstown.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely was, and particularly so because it wasn't a good renewal of uh, the racing post-chase. The final running of the racing post-chase, as it turns out, because that grade one has been axed, from the Irish jumps pattern going forward. Only four runners, found a 50. The winner uh, is a horse who had been beaten albeit bit ran well in the Drinmore uh, on his most recent outing. He was a, a very good, albeit not exceptional, two-mile novice hurdler, but he was good enough to win this race. Fasal Vega was last of the four, had every chance turning in. No obvious excuse, but at the same time, he can't have run. His race, but across the day as a whole, it was an unusually disappointing one for Willie Mullins at a meeting where he traditionally does very well. Indeed, three days though for him to rectify that situation as that festival progresses.
1: So, turn our attention to tomorrow and Nickelback running in the the Wayward Lad for trainer Sarah Humphrey, who who joins me now. And well, ha- how are you feeling first of all?
5: Um, a little tense. <laughs> I'm being truthful.
1: <laughs> I hope it, I hope it hasn't ruined your Christmas, Sarah.
5: No, 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 not at all, not at all. Uh, uh, it's it's very exciting for a small yard, but um, there's also quite a lot of um, I feel a bit of pressure. But mm. there we go, and we enjoy being there. We will enjoy being there, and um, Nickel it deserves to be there. So I don't feel we're stepping out of our comfort zone too much. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. I have dithered about dropping him back to two miles, Mm. I have to admit. Um, Lots and lots of people have said that's what I needed to do. But with his style of running and knowing him, I'm just hoping that, um, you know, if he's very happy bowling along out in front, doing his own thing, Mm. getting into a rhythm, dumping. It'd be interesting to see if they will be much closer to him, um, how he copes with it. Um, And a lot of people said to me, oh, you know, you've got to drop him back to two because he sets it up for everybody behind at two and a half. Mm. But he's two out of his three over two and a half. Uh, And um, Hermes Allen is an exceptionally good horse. Mm. And he didn't beat him by that far, did he? And he also at Newbury, he beat some very good horses um, behind him. So I feel I'm sort of sitting on the fence a little bit. So we're going to try this at two miles. And if it doesn't come off and it doesn't work, I will very quickly revert back to two and a half. He is quite a live wire. Um, I'm sure you've all <laughs> seen many times what happened to him when we tried to run him at Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. Um, he got very upset going down to the start and that was game over. Now, what I don't want him to do is a repeat of that because he's being pestered up.
1: Was that in any way to do with, you know, we Cheltenham was quite a busy day then I think and that you sort of go out under the tunnel and was it sort of the, was that sort of the occasion, if you like, that got to him?
5: Yes, I'm absolutely certain it was. Um, and and um, a lot of, um, you know, cheering
3: mm.
5: and banging beer cans and what have you mm. and... Um, that just absolutely um, sort of fried his brain a bit. Mm. Um, uh, but it did take us several runs. We we went back, um, you know, sort of to try and be quite quiet um, afterwards. And he was still, he remembered, he was still quite upset mm. uh, in in the pre ring and going down to the start at, at much quieter meetings after that. Um and at home, he is fine when he's bumbling along out in front. Um, and he can, yeah, he, he's quite a, he comes over as being quite um, a laid back character, but he isn't at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's good, it's good, <laughs> it's good to know. And, and what do you, so, what, go on.
5: No, no, I just, I I truly don't know what's going to happen.
1: Hmm. Well that's what makes it, yeah I think we we uh, sort of racing public and media half-love characters like that but um but there you are whether whether you do I I don't know what 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 do you think about good ground and and and, and the track um I take it right, right left-handed is fine either way
5: Uh yes I have absolutely no problem with the ground okay. I think probably probably suits him better than heavier ground mm-hmm. Um you know I think it'd be good soft soft Soft, but I have no problems with him um, on on better ground. I would worry if it was heavy ground. But um, I mean, these these good horses do tend to cope with most grounds, really, don't they? If they're um, a lot of them. Um, the track uh, at home, we have a three furlong um, sort of round track. up a a bit of a slope and it's quite tight and he goes both ways every other day um or when we're doing stuff at home um so he is very used to going left and right so i know he tends to jump out slightly to the right um but so far you know um stratford warwick Newbury were all left-handed and he did the job very well so I think going right-handed will be helpful to him and I have no worries about um how tight the track is
1: I I know um being nine odds on favorite for a grade two the day after boxing Day is, is is probably not great for the nerves but I genuinely hope you enjoy the day and and um and and I already having spoken to you have more affection for the horse than before so very best of luck
5: well thank you very much indeed
1: Lee Sarah Humphrey there looking obviously forward to to running her horse tomorrow in the the the, the novice feature. Um, also sounding somewhat terrified, but I quite I, I appreciate that with this with the smaller yards. Um, you know that that's a stable star who means it's a point Shark Hammond made actually in, in his interview afterwards. When it comes to your stable star, you you ultimately just want them home safe and sound because without them you've you, you don't have a huge amount. And um, yeah, I, I, I wish her and her. Um, her horse with his idiosyncrasies all the very best.
2: Yeah, I absolutely do as well, Tom. It would be a a lovely result for uh, Sarah Humphrey if she could win the race. We all like to see trainers who don't generally uh, have much in the way of a chance of winning these big graded contests, of winning a big graded contest. This is not, it has to be said, a uh, high-quality renewal of the wayward lad novices chase on paper. But a win is a win is a win. There is a first prize of over 30 grand uh, in the contest this year. And I think Nickelback is probably the most likely winner. The betting agrees. Master Chewy is a decent rival and a very solid 2 miler, whereas Nickelback is dropping back in trip. Um, But I still think he is the most likely winner.
1: And what about the
2: Desert Orchid? The all could Chase, Tom, um, first running um, as a handicap this season. It would have been nice to see a few more runners, bearing in mind it's gone from being a, a grade two condition to a grade two handicap, but some good horses in the race. Editor De Gitte, last season's winner, um, tops the weights, 11-12. Nile taking off three pounds on this occasion, but you've got Boothill in there, who's been really progressive this season. Alexei de Nuts, Ditto two wins in his last two starts nube negra um again was at one point um a proper grade 1 two mile chaser he's regressed slightly in recent times down to a rating of 155 now so yeah i don't think it's a bad a bad race at all tom again there's not a there's not a future champion chase winner in the contest and that would have been nice for this first running as a as a handicap but it's a it's a tight contest and i should be having my nap uh, in this race and on this occasion, I am going to say Editor Dugit. I think Narses Leeson's winner uh, has been uh, disappointing, undoubtedly, um, since that victory at uh, Kempton. Then his follow up performance in the rerouted Clarence House Chase, but he's dropped down the weights accordingly. Um, I think this is a perfect track for him. Null no, Hooligan gets to claim £3 because. It's a limited handicap. Bootle helps to make the market. He'd be a tough nut to crack, but I think all being well, Editor Dijit can do the cracking. I'm tipping him between the two thirty. The Ladbrokes Desert Orchid Chase, limited. Lee, handicap. thank
1: you. Have a great day at uh, at Kempton. And that was Wednesday, the twenty seventh of December. Nick, will be back with you tomorrow. Bye bye.